writing in the itinerary. My, my, yeah, my memory's starting to fail me in, uh, in my advancing age. <laughs> I was 34 years old. <laughs> What's happening, folks? We are back here on Yankees Myths Express. Uh, it's uh, part of Elite Sports NY, Crossing Broad, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports, putting out some great content on both platforms. Uh, we were supposed to record this on Thursday the 10th. Today is September the 12th. And... Um, should I go into why why I canceled for like the extremely extra like dumbass reason? Yeah, briefly. It's oh. it's a fun story. So why okay. Not? So uh, my wife Caitlin and I, for our cable and internet, we have Verizon, and yet while we've while we've had them for years and don't have any problems with the service itself, for some reason in our apartment we can't get service back in our second bedroom, which is about to be the baby's room. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I call Verizon and say, "Hey, I need a Wi-Fi extender." Great, we'll send you one. It arrives, and the uh, the equipment that comes with it is such all the attachments that we needed to have a technician come because there's no like coaxial cable hookup that we have access to. So then I am on the phone with Verizon for maybe like 15 minutes, and I'm saying, "Hey, here's the problem." Oh no, we we can walk you through it. I'm like, "No, I cannot be walked through this. I do not have the necessary tools." Oh, no. I'm like, "Oh, but like, no, it's fine. It's fine." I finally asked to speak to a supervisor. I went into Karen mode and I'm like, okay, well, my supervisor's going to tell you the same thing. Great. Let me hear it from them. So I'm on hold for like another 10 minutes, just minding my own business, listening to like the stupid dentist's office music that every company decides to use for when you're on hold. I figure, oh, like this nice little soft rock, you're going you're gonna to be in a better mood when like after you're already frustrated. <laughs> they, they come back and the guy's like, Okay, so my supervisor's stuck on a call, but here are the times I have available for a technician to come out. So this week, they're finally getting it done, and I will be done with this nightmare. Incompetent, man. What's happening in Lean Land? Anything, anything fun happening? Not at all. I told you last night I woke up in the middle of the night, or early morning, rather, with, like, the worst headache imaginable. As soon as I woke up and realized what was happening... It took me like five minutes to be able to just move. And then I just ran around my house just looking or uh, like, what is it, like a mi- was it like a migraine or something or I don't even that's the thing because I was half asleep. I don't even remember like where exactly the pain was. My head was just killing me and it was like dizziness too. I don't know how I didn't fall down, like going up and down the stairs looking for medicine. It was absurd. Jeez. All right. Oh, well, yeah. glad you're feeling well. We are here right now. Uh, I have the Yankees game on. Uh, me in too. The background. Gary Sanchez just made great contact on a line out to left. He's having a fantastic game. Is- yeah. Um, you can tell that those few days off, they, they've helped because yeah. just in terms of his approach, I mean, I saw, I saw this just on the eye test. Now, granted, I'm no hitting coach. He's swinging more from the top as opposed to kind of spinning him yeah. around putting himself around with his hips. Right, right. Um, yeah, he's been having much better at-bats. Yeah, he's seeing the ball a lot better. For sure. The, the Yankees in general, after their horrific sorry stretch, which we're not going to spend too much time on, uh, Yeah. Oh, Mike Ford is coming in to pinch hit. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah, who, who's he pinch hitting for? He also stinks. Yeah, um, uh, not sure. Who yeah. was just uh, pulled? I, I, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not Gary sure. Gary Sanchez made the last yeah. out here. I'm, here, I'm pulling up the, the lineup. I should know this. Um, 
coming in, pinch hitting Mike Ford if it's ever decides to load. Oh, it's for uh, Tyro Estrada. Okay. They're both awful, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I was listening to Bleacher Creatures the other day because you've heard me talk about three true outcomes a lot, especially yeah. when it comes to guys like Gary Sanchez. Right. I was wrong because James made the point of saying with Jody Gallo, he's like, yeah, Joey Gallo is going to hit at or about 200, and he's going to have those home runs, but he's, but he's also going to draw those walks al- along with the strikeouts. Gary right. Sanchez and Mike Ford haven't really been drawing the walks. They've just been making outs. That's the problem, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and Now, Ford is definitely more of a traditional uh, three-true outcomes guy compared to Sanchez, especially because for how long – ever since he debuted in 2016, how many people have said, oh, Gary Sanchez is such a great hitter? Right. And Mike right. Ford just kind of blossomed by accident. Exactly. Kind of became a cult hero. I still think he's a good fit on the Yankees just because having a big, powerful lefty bat who has a – because even though he's striking out a lot, Ford's been working some good at-bats. I, I think that, like, generally speaking, yes, but in the long run, I don't see him fitting in here, especially. Oh, if, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, right. The moment the National League gets universal DH, Mike Ford is going to have a new job elsewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, I, I don't doubt that for a second. I'm, like, I'm not beating the drum of keep him around, like, maybe, like, platoon he and Luke Boyd. No, Luke Boyd, like, you said this right at the top of our, of our itinerary, even playing on a bum foot, he's having an MVP caliber season. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's literally the best first baseman in baseball right now. And it's not a matter of opinion. Yeah. C- Caitlin, who hates Luke Boyd, is giving me a look right now. Oof. As if, like, how dare I betray Greg. Guys, for, for our listeners, if you don't know, so Caitlin, who's uh, Josh's wife, she was a big Greg Bird fan and was mad that Greg Bird left and that the Yankees opted to go with Luke Boyd instead. And so I, also, I guess I, like I, her out, I want to point time. out half the reason she likes Greg Bird is because he has a cat. Mm-hmm. That's definitely that's very important to note because yeah. he's not good at baseball. <laughs> I feel so. Here's the thing about Greg Bird. I looked at um, with all of his. Um, with everything that's going on or what was that was going on with him in his career when he just, you know, forgot how to hit. I looked at footage of 2015 compared to 17 and on. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, like I looked at, okay, what's, what's the problem? Is it confidence? His stance kept changing. I don't think I ever paid that much attention to Greg it, Bird. I, I don't think I noticed that. It's such a small difference because if you look at him when he debuted and hit like, I think it was like 15, like between 10 and 15 home runs in a, in a month mm. uh, during that, during when he got called up for when Teixeira was hurt. If yeah. You, if you look at his stance, he kind of has more of a closed stance and then it kind of gradually opened over the next few years. And here we are right now. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but I'm happy he's not on this team. So. Yeah, I mean, like, we gave him every chance we could. <laughs> it, it absolutely sucks that he didn't work out. I was like, shit, I mean, this guy could have – he had a perfect lefty swing. Right. Stadium. And because he kept skipping leg day or foot day, whatever, now <laughs> he's – you can't even crack the awfully bad Texas Rangers. Right, right. That, that shows you how bad he is. Um, he yelled at me that the training staff screwed him. Oh Which, gosh. Okay, oh, Caitlin. Oh, okay, no, like that, that's like half valid, but I, don't know. I still think he's made of glass because, like, he just got hurt with the Rangers too. So yeah, yeah. He's glass. right, right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, we talked about Luke Voigt. All right, let's talk about Glaber Torres, man. Specs. <laughs> Specs Torres. 
Dude, he's been so good with the glasses. He can I, never take them off ever again. This had me thinking the other day, because Torres, clearly he was not swinging very well before he put the glasses back on, but now he's hitting better. I guess maybe in the offseason, does Cashman go to him and say, yeah, um, go get your eyes checked, because maybe you might want to look at getting LASIK? I swear, because yeah. he's... Well, also, I will say this, though. Like, he's obviously been insane with the glasses, but he's also just generally been better since coming back from injury. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's hitting over 500 with the glasses. Since it, he got back from the IL, though, he's been hitting, like, I think 333, if I'm not like mistaken. Like, four draws a walk. Yeah. Uh, so, since he came back from the injured list. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have, we have the internet and I have a calculator. So, yeah, let's see what he's been doing. We'll yeah, do no, he... His, We'll do this on his ESPN page. Yeah, go for it. Uh, game log. Here we go. All right. And okay. So since in the month of September, he's batting 333. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. he's had one, two hitless games since coming back. And in one of, and in one of them, he, there's the music. And one of them, he was just, um, a, he was pinch hitting. Right, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, but he's definitely – one thing that I think it was uh, Paul O'Neill who said it on the broadcast, or maybe it was about Clint Frazier, uh, his, he's swinging more from his wrist as opposed to, like, using his entire arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I heard him say that. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's a really, really good sign. The Yankees really needed him to get going because what he was doing before was not okay. Clearly, the injury had something to do with it, but – yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, well, remember when he got hurt, he was start, he was just starting to turn things back around. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, no. unless you're saying you think he was hurt before he went on the injured list. I do. As I always do with every Yankee that ends up on the IL though. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he was hurt before. Cause for me, there's no explanation for why such a stud as Glaber Torres was playing that badly. He's just one of those, he's one of those rare hitters who, Kind of like the way that Garrett, they say Garrett Cole is obsessed with pitching. Glaber Torres is, is obsessed with hitting. Right. And just the way that he, he knows how to adjust in counts. He reads the field really well. He's got good plate vision for when he can actually see the goddamn ball. Right. So, Clearly, which he needs glasses for. That's the yeah. conclusion we've come to. I mean, I, but, yeah. I, didn't get, I mean, I didn't get LASIK until October 2016. So that meant I played most of my high school baseball in glasses and I didn't have a problem so yeah there you go yeah yeah spec stores let's make that a thing yeah I Labor love it spec stores forbid forbid LASIK uh more good news with the Yankees <laughs> uh Gio Rochella I saw him take some ground balls today or, yep. or on the sideline not on the field uh I'm not I feel that his IL stint was a little more precautionary above all else yeah. You were starting to hit well again before he went back down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it was obvious his elbow uh, was affecting his approach at the plate. For sure. Uh, um, but he's, he's also such a good defensive third baseman that it's going to be good to have him back. Oh, yeah, we missed his after. Did you see the debacle that just occurred in the fifth inning, was it? The defensive debacle? Dude, like uh, that, with, with how, that. That's how the run scored. Like, oh, 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 oh yeah. On the, uh, okay, yeah, that, that one – it was a tough play, but like it was it's a very tough, tough like, play. Paul O'Neill made a good point though that yeah, um, he really like did. he he Estrada took his eye off the ball a lot. If let's say Urshela was playing, Urshela would have been at third, and LeMahieu would have been at second, 
and LeMayhew, like there's LeMayhew, a who have made the yeah. play. So, you know. I mean, LeMayhew's also freakishly big for a second baseman. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 of he's course. Like, he's like 6'4", <laughs> he's got that, he's got that outfielder stride. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, during the All-Star game last year, I think it was, it was George Springer, he was mic'd up. What, they were in the field, the AL team. Yeah. And George Springer was like, by the way, DJ LeMayhew is an absolute monster. He was like, he's the biggest second baseman I've ever seen in my entire life. He was like, we can't see anything like past him. He's just yeah. blocking our vision. I, re- <laughs> I remember <laughs> last year I was at my parents' house and we had the game on in the background. And my, yeah. step- my stepfather, Nick, who's a very casual baseball fan, like, yeah. like he, he's a Pirates fan, so he'll... Oh, that, that explains why he's casual. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he's the reason the Pirates are my national league team, but yeah, they suck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we're watching DJ LeMayo, and he just sees him, like, lace a single to right field. And he goes, oh, man, that was a really good swing. And I said, yep, that's a DJ LeMayo, the 6'4 second baseman. And then he just looks at me wide-eyed and goes, 6'4? <laughs> he's a second baseman? And I went, yeah, and he also plays first and third, and he can play shortstop and left field in an emergency. Yes. And he was like, okay, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's one of the weirdest infielders I think any of us have ever seen, but clearly it's working for him. Yeah, but the, the play that you just mentioned, that's just, a, that's just a testament to how much we miss Gio Urshela. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. Tyler Wade and Tyler Estrada, let's just call it like it is. They are both very good utility infielders. It's yeah. great to play multiple positions. Uh, Wade, for all of his faults, has a lot of speed. He's got great footwork in the infield. Yeah. Neither guy is a very has a very relaxed approach when it comes to hitting. Mm-hmm. Of like, course. Like, have, you've seen the movie Major League, right? Actually, no. Oh, you should. It's really good. I um, know. I want to. But yeah. Yes. So there. So Wesley Snipes, who we know more as an action hero, he's in this mm. late '80s comedy playing this speedy outfielder named Willie Mays Hayes. Mm-hmm. And he goes up, and it's spring training where the Cleveland Indians, uh, they have put together a ragtag ensemble of, like, misfits, felons, like, career minor leaguers, this, that, and the other. Right. So he's up there, and he's taking batting practice, and he's trying to, to just murder the ball, even though he's, like, a small and speedy contact hitter. And so then right. manager Lou Brown says to him, hey, like, you're trying to kill the ball. I need you to get it down on the ground and use your legs. That's the kind of player you are. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, he becomes this great contact hitter who, who like can lay down bunts and, and steal and field singles. Whereas Tyler Wade, he's got such great legs. Yeah. Tyler Wade, he's in at second base for Tyler Estrada right now. Yep. Yep. Um, Tyler Wade, he's a lefty bat who in the minors was able to like hit it to the gaps. Like, I don't know how far into the gaps he was hitting it, obviously, but he was getting on base, stealing bases. He was a good contact hitter. Mm-hmm. And now that he's, oh, lefty bat in Yankee Stadium in the starting lineup, I got to hit doubles and home runs. Left. Right, right. Yeah. And I just want to go, no, focus on dinking and dunking the ball all over the field. If you're going to pull it, if you're going to pull it, that's fine. Just focus on making contact. Aaron Hicks has the exact same problem. Yeah. Now, now granted, Tyro Estrada, no one ever thought he was going to be a good hitter. I look at, oh, his, of course. I look at his minor league numbers and I go, okay, this guy's a utility infielder. He's never going to be a major league starter on right. a basis. Um. So I'm not I'm not too upset about Estrada's production at the plate, but Tyler Wade he's becoming one of and you know me I used to love Tyler Wade. 
John, it's not even like a matter of upset or not. It's just that like, because Yankees fans are, you know, sometimes they can have strange opinions. Yeah. They, they tend to overrate their players a lot. And last year, because like the whole next man up mentality, whatever, whatever, so mm-hmm. many people were so high on guys like Taro Estrada, guys like Tyler Wade, like Mike Talkman. They actually thought that they would be really, really good players in the long run. And that's just like, now everyone is seeing the reality like as what it is. And, you know, I'm not saying I am not upset because I never expected Estrada to be a particularly good everyday player. Yeah, like you no. said, they're good utility infielders. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, of course not. If you look, look at the they're, old, those are valuable. If you look at the old Yankees teams from, let's say like the mid late nineties, uh, 98 through 2000, or 2000 World Series especially, who has the game-winning hit? Louis Soho, veteran utility infielder. Right. I think never played more than, let's say, 70 games in a season. Exactly. There you go. I, yeah. I remember 1996, the Yankees had this guy named Andy Fox, who's since mm. gone on to be a coach. Kind of like Tyler Wade. He, he wasn't as speedy as Tyler Wade, mind you, yeah. but very versatile, lefty back to play multiple positions. And when he hit well, great, he hit well. But Tyler Wade, he's there because of versatility. He's there because for all, of his, for all of his faults, even though he's not a particularly good hitter, he generally has pretty good at-bats. Yeah, he does. But, That's true. Yeah. 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 And, so, like, and so he's there to help move the line, but the, the problem is I feel he puts way too much pressure on himself to move the line. Does for that sure. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so really good news that Urshela is going to be back on Tuesday. Yankees need that. Um, get the infield back at full strength. Speaking of third baseman, let's talk about my man, Miguel Andujar. So, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what do you mean your man, Miguel Andujar? Okay, Miguel just, just, Andujar. Just, be, just because me, him, and your mom uh, <laughs> all share the same birthday, that doesn't mean that he's your guy all of a sudden. Dude, so look, look. No, Miguel Andujar – Ever since, like, 2017-ish, he's been one of my favorite Yankees. Love him. Love what he brings to the team. He's exciting to watch. But I love his swing. Um, And then started off the season, like, obviously, as we know, really, really rough patch. Like, it was looking bad. And I don't know. I was starting to get upset. But then the Yankees started to suck. And, and we, they, they had a lot of injuries, so and yeah. Duhar had to come back to the team. And I started to notice, no one was even talking about it because the Yankees were in such a rut. I started to notice that Duhar was playing really well. He was like the Yankees' best hitter. And so I actually even wrote a feature about it for ESNY about how Duhar is quietly like the Yankees, becoming the Yankees' hottest bat. And he has just been so good lately. And I'm going to go so far as to say that Andujar can be the Yankees' X factor in the long run. Um, I think if he stays playing this well, okay, it can make a difference for the roll, Yankees. Slow your no, roll. no, you you slow your roll. No. Okay, look, Miguel Andujar. I'll grant he was having much better at bats since getting called back. Bro, what do you mean at bats? Look at his numbers. He's literally he was the Yankees' best hitter. Okay, literally. Lean, lean you're missing my point. Yeah, he's he's become a better hitter because he's having those better at bats. Because if you look at him before he got called back up, you can see you can see just off the eye test 
he was trying to hit doubles nonstop. He was trying to be yeah. Jan Duhar, be that guy. Yes. He, he was having Aaron Hicks's problem where instead of trying to just get on base, he's trying to be the yes. guy. Yes, yes. Now, that said, I'm very happy that Miguel Andujar is, has gotten more patient at the play and that he's reaping the benefits. That home run he had in Toronto, that was – he matched it. I'm yeah. not going to take that away from him. He is a very good hitter. The problem is he's so inconsistent with his patience that I don't trust him to be in the everyday lineup. I mean, he has lately in his last however many games, in his last seven games, so 27 at-bats, I wouldn't say he's incons- he's been inconsistent. If he does, like, to end the season, if he does go through another rough patch, then fine. But, like, he is showing glimpses of the runner-up to the rookie of the year two years ago. Okay. That is that is facts. I I will I will agree on that part on that part that he has looked more like the Andujar that we all fell in love with in 2018 and should have won rookie of the year. Let's be honest. Yeah, he was robbed. He was, all right, actually, that was absurd. Let's have this conversation. How mad were you when um what year 2003 2003 Hideki Matsui comes out is clearly the best rookie and then loses to Angel Barroa. Yeah. So like I, I was I was eight years old when that happened, but like yeah. so you know, I I didn't really know what was going on, but like I am angry to this day and like after I grew up and realized what happened, like that was absurd to me. And twenty eighteen was history repeating itself. Yeah, I mean I was more upset because these because the the Baseball Writers Association of America clearly has no, had no issue giving the award to Hideo Nomo, Ichiro Suzuki, Kaz Sasaki, mm-hmm. all these guys who were technically MLB rookies, but who had established themselves in Japan. Right. So, yeah, even though they're technically yes. rookies, these are guys who have been playing baseball for several years. Right. And Shohei Otani, just because, ooh, he's a two-way player. Bullshit. And Miguel Andujar was rookie of the year. No, Josh, that's literally, that is literally why they gave Shohei Otani the award and for no other reason. It's just and, because and they were fascinated by the fact. That good of a year. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. They only like the fact that he was like the next quote unquote Babe Ruth in the sense that he pitches and hits. Okay. He literally, his numbers were not even that good. Get out of here. No. Dude, no. no, absurd. Absurd. Okay, okay. So I actually pulled up Shohei Otani's uh, numbers from that year. So um, hitting 104 games, 22 home runs, six win RBIs, 285 uh, batting average, 361 OBP. 925 OPS, and as a pitcher, um, yeah, he made 10 starts because remember he hurt his elbow. Yeah, he got and hurt. 3.31, and they, they were they were above average numbers. They weren't you know mind blowing. Yeah, he, exactly. But grant, granted, the Angels are a bad team, and wins are a meaningless stat. Let's just put right. that out there right now. Right. Uh, 3.31 ERA. That's good. It's not Kershaw good. Right. It, it's very. It, he had a very good rookie season, and I think that the writers just kind of got caught up in the um, in the two way player. That's exactly what happened. I, if it was me, I would have just flipped them. Like Otani c- comes Absol- in second, yeah, and and Duhar for. And I'm, I don't even want us to sound biased because, like, I'm really not biased when it comes to this stuff. And Duhar literally had a better year than Otani and was just flat out robbed. Uh, you know what? I'm actually curious because, like, the because the writers they're becoming more analytically minded. So I'm I'm curious as to who had the higher WAR across the season. That's a good question. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, so if you look at Otani, looking at fan graphs right now, his war for 2018, uh, 
2.8 war and that and that's as a hitter and a pitcher yeah okay all right so and so that, that's not terrible that's a very good number yeah yeah that's good i was gonna it's say above yeah. average yeah 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 uh, and duhar um by comparison um also a 2.8 war wow yeah <laughs> wow yeah so it was definitely a photo finish maybe it's just a matter of opinion i personally would have gone with uh with and do her. Uh, but hey, uh, now that I have a vote, we can, I can make sure that this stuff never happens again. Let's go. Yeah, Internet Writers Baseball Association of America, baby. Got my union card right on my goddamn fridge. It's great. Uh, you use it well. You should join too. I should. Yeah. 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 I will. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the uh, IB, IBBWAA. There's some great guys. They sent me a nice letter along with, along with my membership card. They engaged a lot of people on Twitter. Definitely look them up. Internet Baseball Writers Association of America. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, Congrats, back, Josh. Back to Induhar. But something, thank you. Something else to consider as well with Induhar, though, for his rookie season. Luck was very much a factor because I just noticed this. 316 batting average on balls in play. Wow. So, really? Yeah. So, but then you pair that with a walk rate of 4.1. Mm. So the guy, the guy can play. I mean, no, I, yeah, I still think he's a very good player. But he's actually, a, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, he's a very good hitter. Yes, obviously. He's a very good yes. hitter. I do not trust him in the field as far as I can throw him. I don't think he even trusts himself in the field, man. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't even trust myself in the field. That, that. <laughs> I mean, put, me, put me at first base. It's not scary there. <laughs> right that would be my yeah. choice too that is um that's so that, that's go to shortstop i am not even five four what do you want me to do at any of these positions enlighten me enough to play them and not insist on first base <sighs> anyway um but uh, uh, let, let's backtrack a little bit though because you mentioned how throughout the yankees rough streak and Duhar yeah. was playing very well very well, uh, yeah. Labor Torres is starting to heat up. Um, you, you asked me, like, at the very top, are things turning around? Yeah. Um, you, you know, do you think they're turning around? I do. I, I'm, I'm the ultimate pessimist, I think, especially lately. But, yeah. yeah, I do think they're turning around. And mainly, Josh, because of, I think, the injury situation. Urshela's going to be back in a few days. Yep. Cold players are getting hot. And Duhar, we were just talking about him. Glaber, more importantly. Um, even Sanchez too. looks a little – who? DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, DJ. I mean, but DJ, you know, DJ's DJ, so I don't even – No, but like, there was that one period. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. cooled down. Yeah. Uh, his bat, from when he came back from spraining his thumb, his batting average dropped 40 points, I think. Like, yeah. He just grabbed it. And it's even hard back. to blame him because, like, at that point, the entire team was awful. So, you know, it's yeah. contagious. Um, and, yeah, and then next weekend, we were going to get to that in a second – both Judge and Stanton, who are literally the leaders of this offense, are going to be back too. So before we know it, the Yankees are about to be back at full strength other than Paxton, who we'll also get to in a second. So I do think, think that things are starting to turn around for the Yankees. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on all of this? Um, I, I, do, I am very cautiously, cautiously. optimistic yeah. that yeah. a turnaround is coming, uh, and here's why. Um, the at-bats today have been good, albeit with not many results. And that's nothing to do with the Yankees. Dean Kramer is just really good, is just a really good young pitcher. Of course, yeah. Like, I mean, when I remember earlier in the broadcast today, David Cohen was saying, oh, yeah, that's a big league curveball. And then right as he said that, the, um, 
the camera focused uh it what well, didn't focus but it showed Kramer's wrist and grip on the ball mm-hmm. and as he was releasing it and no he's like in his early 20s this was his second major league start I think second or third second yeah yeah and he's already got that level of a curveball that he could throw that the Yankees are having trouble with so yeah he, okay, you know, he's yeah. really good he's got is good it, stuff is it frustrating that we're tied 1-1 with the Orioles in the seventh right now absolutely right. but Dean Kramer he's just he's really good yeah absolutely. like you have to look at it objectively yeah um, um but but backtracking yeah, yeah what I, were you saying I, I, I'm very cautiously optimistic because Starting in the Toronto series and maybe the tail end of the Baltimore series too, you could tell just by the quality of that bats, even though runs weren't scoring, it was like a sleeping giant was stirring awake. Mm-hmm. It's like the giant is like, he's like, oh, like I'm waking up. I'm kind of slowly stirring awake, going to like crack my back and a stretch. And then all of a sudden wake up and wreak havoc. Right. So I think that the turnaround is coming. It's not going to be – it's not like the Yankees are going to win every game the rest of the season. That, of course that'd not. Be, although that'd be, that'd be really – that'd be fucking ideal. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the, they're turning things around. It's just a matter of staying focused as they turn around. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, of course. And I think something equally as important is that everybody needs to take care of their bodies. Like, we re- like they really can't afford – any more injuries. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I think that these injuries are a combination of COVID flukes and the training staff as the team would ideally like it isn't really around. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it, but, like, that is the reality, so they, they need to yeah. be super cautious. Um, yeah, but Judge and Stan are coming back. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm minorly annoyed at them uh, <laughs> because – Look, I get injuries are a thing, but we were just talking about earlier in the show, Luke Voigt's playing on one bad foot. What are these guys' yeah. excuses? I have a friend who is, um, he's very, very pessimistic about the Yankees. Huge fan, but always has like negative things to say. And That's one of your Ohio State buddies. No, no. I, I have no Yankees friends from Ohio State. Um, Yankees fan friends from Ohio yeah. State. Um, he always says this every time either Judge or Stanton or both go on the IL. He always says the Yankees training staff babies them. So even if it's the slightest injury, they immediately, like you said, that's a good comparison. Luke Voigt is playing on a bum foot. And these yeah. guys, who knows? Their injuries could literally be less minor than Voigt's. But I, I think at least some of it has to do with the fact that, look, Granted, Luke Voigt is important to the Yankees. He's the best first baseman they've had since 2009, Mark Teixeira. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's important to the team, but because... He's not Judge or Stan. He's not yeah. Judge or Stan important, so, you, so I think maybe there's just like a little of more course. comfort letting Luke Voigt play, which, look, I get it, but at some point in an abbreviated, in an abbreviated yes. season, you need to look at Judge and Stan and say, unless you are telling me directly that you cannot run the bases right. or play the outfield, you need to play. No, I'm, I'm totally and, and, and with that, you. That, and that's not me being unsympathetic to injuries. Like, I'm 34, yeah. and there's some days with my back and my hip and my leg that I feel like I'm 110 years old. <laughs> right. And, like, and now, granted, I've never played professional sports, so maybe there's some ins and outs to training, and, like, there's some science that I don't understand about it where it is best to leave them out. I'm not saying, like, oh, these guys are pandies. Let it, like, go out and play injured, you bum. Yeah, yeah. But when it happens this often, oh, you, have, yeah. you have yeah. to think, okay, like, this isn't 100% the player, though right yeah no no i 
I, I, I don't know. I got to text, I got to text some personal trainer friends of mine and see what, what their take on this, on all this is. I'm totally with you. Like, and there's no way for us to know exactly what's going on with them, but th- you just said something super important. The fact that this is happening so often, like it's, it's, and it's long-term things too. It's not even like they'd serve the minimum. Like for example, with Urshela or LeMayhew before, or even Torres, you know what I mean? It, they are out for extended periods of time. Yeah. I mean, Torres, Torres, I, I saw him stumble too. I mean, like that looked that looked painful to watch. So I didn't. Oh, I, yeah. was, I was more frustrated that he got that he went on the IL, but I also kind of understood. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, but that's what I'm saying though. Torres, they even said once he went on the IL, they were like, he's gonna be out for four to six weeks. He wasn't out that long. He made it back. Two like, weeks, yeah. I think it was more than that, but like he made it back before that time frame and yeah. it's just like i would kill for just one time to see either judge or stanton do that it, it is frustrating but you know what they're gonna be back in about a yeah. week and hopefully they can take care of themselves and just stay healthy through the rest of the season and then through the playoffs because they drive this lineup and this offense yeah yeah like, absolutely absolutely yeah. and uh hopefully when they when they get back uh, brett gardner finally goes to the bench where he belongs yeah um, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you disagree with me on Brett Gardner? <clears throat> Moving on. No, 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 no. Oh, man, this is a milestone in Yankees Express <laughs> history, ladies and gentlemen. Lena Mean has jumped off the Gardner train. I, I will never. Before me. I was right. Oh, I should have hired a clown and a pony for this. I got some confetti with some blue animals. You're so rude. Don't rub it in, in, in my face, man. That's messed up. Okay. Um, actually, speaking of Gardner, I was gonna. I know that Andujar is. I did he come into pinch hit? He might be coming into uh, pinch hit. Uh, no, no. Um, I saw him or, putting on some gear, so maybe next. Yeah, he, so. he was getting gear ready to potentially play third base, I guess. But I think they decided to just put Tyler Wade in. Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, this is what I was gonna say, and a lot of people were mad about it on um, on Twitter. So I know I wasn't the only one. Like Andujar lately, since he's gotten hot, he's been sitting way too often. Like, frankly, it's unacceptable that he's playing, that Estrada, even Gardner and Talkman are all playing instead of him. Uh, and- yeah, but that, yeah. yeah, but that's more just like a referendum on his defense. Like he's just so like, yeah, I guess, but like, you know, I mean, he, he's a DA. They need his bat, so they yeah. do. I mean, I don't know. They'll figure they'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, um but, but Clint Frazier's been an absolute monster. Yeah. I, I know Judge and Stan coming back is gonna pose a dilemma, but I'm sorry, Clint Frazier. I don't think it necessarily but... poses a dilemma because Stanton wasn't playing much of the outfield when he when he um when he went hurt when he got hurt, right? Right, but like I mean, I guess in that case, then you bench Andujar, which again, I'm not a huge fan of. Look, and I have no problem with Miguel Andujar being, as long as he's taking constant batting practice and is like being disciplined about seeing the ball, I don't have a problem with him being the right-handed power bat off the bench. I know. No, Josh, I totally agree with you. I'm just scared that if he's not playing like regularly in games, yeah, yeah, that he's going to cool off. I'm really worried about that. his, His success very much might might be tied to reps because yeah, look at it he didn't get hot until like everyone got hurt and he started playing every day you know what i'm saying so yeah. that's kind of it's worrisome but yeah uh we'll see i think that with clint frazier playing as well as he is no no one wants this to happen but brett gardner has to be benched oh no this, absolutely this it's not even the, a question this yeah. is the first time that i have seen brett gardner look old yeah because like yeah. two years ago when he was struggling 
yeah, he, he was having a problem hitting the ball, but he didn't look old. Oh, yeah. Gardner right now looks like he came back this year to chase a ring, which, okay, yeah. he, had, he had a career high with home runs last year. Let him come back for another year. Yeah. But it's just, uh, it's, it has. No, no, I'm totally, it's, it's tough to watch. I'm like, yeah. you said he looks old, which I totally agree with. Even it with the defense, bro, like he made an error today, actually. His, uh, like, he has not looked that good in the field. And it's, it's really upsetting to see. But yeah, he, he, he looks 36. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, with that hit, that error you're talking about, that kind of set up the Orioles to score. Right. I don't know whether like the ball had like came down on a weird spin once it hit the yeah. ground or if or if he just kind of like took his eye off it for a second, but right. it was it's tough. Like 2016 Brett Gardner makes that play. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, even honestly, even 2019 Brett Gardner makes that play. Yeah. He was perfect in the field last year. Yeah. And it's very tough to watch and you are 100% correct. Brett Gardner cannot be like an everyday player for the Yankees, especially when they're at full health and he cannot be, you know, he can't play that often in the playoffs either. Yeah. He's becoming a liability. Let's, so. let's talk about just the grand improvement of Clint Frazier though, because oh, if you, if you listen. His glove, bro. Not just, oh yeah. And if, if, if you listen to, if you listen to Bleacher Creatures and if you listen to uh, their last episode, if you listen to Clint Frazier as well, he's been very open. Last year, the concussion was still bothering him. Mm-hmm. Now, like, uh, Lean, have you ever yeah. had a concussion? I have not, thank God. Okay. Um, I've had, I think, three. Just, wow. Yeah, one, one from playing sports, the other two, because I, I was a kid running around, I smacked my head on something. Oh, my um, gosh. So if there's just something about having a concussion where even when you're not really displaying symptoms, it kind of it stays with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't quite feel 100%. Yeah. And is the oh, and the Orioles just got a man. That was a bad yeah. That that was tough. That was tough. Yeah, Talkman. I don't know. Clint Frazier would have had that. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> back to the concussion. You you feel off, and yeah. there's also like this anxiety with it, where you're just kind of hyper aware of your surroundings, right. and instead of just playing, you're like, okay, I got to make sure I get to this spot. I got to make sure I get to, I time it perfectly. Clint Frazier right now, last year, 6.5% walk percentage. This year, 15.5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, his defense uh, last year, his defensive war, negative 8.8. This year, it's down to negative 0.8. Mm-hmm. So there's still room for improvement, and I yeah. think that the diving catches have a lot to do with it. Of course, yeah. But even if, you, even if you look at his average exit velocity, last year, 88.5 miles per hour. This year, 91.4. So he's making better hard contact. His hard contact this year is up to 41.1%, according to Fangraphs. Dude, and I'm sorry, like, he needs, oh my gosh, like, yeah. he, he needs to play every day for the Yankees. He is, like, he's a difference maker. I don't care that, that the Yankees have Judge and Stem. This dude needs to play every got day. got a five DRS in the outfield. Uh, that's dude. up to negative eight last year. So the, this is go. the Clint Frazier we know and love. This is the Clint Frazier as advertised. That came yeah, Cleveland Indians in the um, in the Andrew Miller trade. Right. Uh, I also think that these guys aren't dummies. Clint yeah. Frazier has to see there's probably an opening in left field next year. Yeah. Mike Talkman sees that too, but he has forgotten how to hit a fastball. Oh my gosh! Did you see that at bat? I forgot what inning it was today. Okay, the, Kramer threw three fastballs basically down the middle. And he missed every single one of them. 
what what is what is happening? I mean, if you listen to Paul O'Neill, he's late. Uh, he's got yeah. kind of like a he's get words. I can't words today. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, I've noticed just from, look, Baseball 101, if you foul off a fast, like, I mean, I'm left-handed, so we'll do this. If I foul off a fastball to my left side, like, Mm -hmm. towards left field, that means I'm late on my swing. Right. And I'm going to dive a little deeper, Paul O'Neill, who's like, I've got to give Paul O'Neill a lot of credit. He's kind of annoying with his personality as a broadcaster, but he really knows hitting well. I love his analyses and breakdowns yeah. of that. And, yeah. That's and, you, and he says, just looking at replay of, of Talkman striking out, I think it was a game against the Rays. He goes, he's swinging his hip open. Yeah. Which would like, we talk, how many times on the show have we talked about swinging from your legs? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so Mike Talkman last year, look, he's still a great defensive outfielder. Yeah. He's still got a half decent arm, but there's just, there's just something at the plate this year that isn't clicking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, now, granted, I think a lot of it had to do with him overachieving last year. I was just about to say that. Remember yeah. in our last show, I even asked you, I was like, do you, like, agree that last year was a fluke win for him? Uh, excuse me, a fluke year for him. And, I, I, yeah, I definitely do think that he overachieved. I don't even think he's, like, a particularly good hitter. But um, okay, so, he looks awful this year. So right. I think so he can be better. Let, let's, put, let's put it in this way. The, Brian Cashman traded – pretty much nothing for Mike Talkman. Of course, yeah. Because some, I think maybe it was Tim Nairing or one other guy who said, no, no, the offense on him could be Luke Voigt-like. Yeah, yeah. We talked yeah, about which, this last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I think Talkman kind of feeds, a, feeds an opinion I've had about last year as well, which was that the balls were 100% juice. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, and I said to some, I'm in a group chat with some guys from an old sports writing job where I said to, I said to them, guys, look at this year. Don't be shocked if there's a if there's a, a decrease in home runs. Yeah. Now I I obviously have to go back and look and see if that is indeed the case, but I'm I don't even know the numbers and I'm like significantly sure that is the case. Yeah, because the main sticking point to me was the Twins last year because yeah. you, rem- you remember watching them at the Metrodome and then at Target Field. Up until last year, it was impossible to hit a home run in Target Field. Right. Like, Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau, they were 300 hitters, MVP candidates at, uh, at the Metrodome. They go to Target Field, and they're, they're okay, but they're not, yeah. they're not great. Right. Like, how, like how, in 2009, people are, people are saying Joe Maurer, he's, the best, he's probably going to be the, the best catcher of his generation. He's going to catch home runs, hit 300, like, constantly. And yeah. They, target field and all of a sudden it's harder to go deep oh yeah absolutely and now, and now the twins set a record for most home runs in the season no no that th- th- you're right that was the perfect like yeah that was the perfect wait no it, wait the no, balls and, were juiced. no in fact in fact i know the balls were juiced because Lindsay adler of the athletic was tweeting about it and i responded and i said this has to mean they're messing with the balls right and then she retweeted what i said and added a comment and it turns out last year the seams on the on the baseball were ever so lower. Yeah, it was like they, lower by a smidge. And you, remember- I mean, even the players themselves were saying the balls were juiced, and they know more than all of us combined. So yeah, the balls were definitely juiced. It was people who don't hit home runs. Were I, I, I don't like think juiced is the right word because juiced implies that they're putting something in the balls, but they yeah, definitely, they, they definitely manipulated the ball yeah. in such a way so that when the seam. When the seams were like higher, lower, whatever, it's harder to generate spin on them. Right there, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I guess yeah, that's the yeah. better right, way. Anyway, to put we it. got 
we got half an hour left. Where, where are we continuing? Um, yeah, we are Garrett, on Garrett Cole. <laughs> Garrett Cole, yesterday. Oh, my king, my guy, Garrett Cole, finally, like, making his, making his Yankee Stadium statement. He still makes me nervous, but that w- I literally breathed the biggest sigh of relief, bro, uh, after Ga- that game ended. Garrett Cole. He was, that great. was Garrett Cole, bro. That, that was, had, yeah. I'm going to, yes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be cursing a lot on the show today, folks. But, no, Garrett Cole yesterday had fuck you energy. He was, yes, yeah. I was saying, like, I'm throwing my fastball right where you can see it, and I'm daring you to swing, to swing at it. Yeah. It's like no. that, because during the Yankees' rough stretch, that was another big problem with the pitching. Everyone was trying to get too cute with the strike zone. Because, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no, so 100%. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we needed to see, and hopefully, we even said last week that this start should be where he turns it around, and off to a great start so far. That was excellent. Yeah, because, like, when you're pitching stays. that well, and then it all yeah. goes away, like, and if you're Garrett Cole, just, like, an absolute psychopath on the mound. Right, exactly. Uh, no, but, like, he definitely needed that start. Uh, his offense gave him some help early. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a bit of a, he had a no-hitter going for a while, which was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was fun, yeah. I threw a no-hitter with Garrett Cole in the MLB The Show against the Astros. I was so happy. There you go. You're you're his good luck charm, man. Well, well, no, this this was I think before the season even started. Oh, so up. you're his bad luck charm. Okay, got it. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's let's move on because I'm I'm bored and tired of you already. Speaking of uh, pitching, dude, Davey Garcia is legit. He's literally he's the Yankees' third best pitcher. I, he's here to stay. He's legit. I remember when Eric Kratz came up a few weeks ago and he says, oh, no, Clark Schmidt and Davey Garcia, they're ready. And I'm like, bullshit. No, come on. No, I believed it. He knows. Kratz uh, knows all. Yeah. Well, I, I was a little wary of um, – of, Brett Gardner. Gar- my man. My man. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I, I think you're a little. I think you're a little behind on me because I just saw him swing. Uh, I'm. I'm a little behind because I. I just saw him swing and miss. Don't tell me. What oh, happened. I'm so sorry. Okay, I won't say anything. Don't tell me anyway. What yeah. Oh. Swing and miss. All right. Okay. Yeah. There's a line drive. I'll see it. Uh. Kate, oh, that's a wall. Is it <laughs> Your reaction is so funny right now. Over three. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> Old man Brett. All right. Okay. I'm still. I'm still mad at him, but that was. That was awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, uh, Caitlin, if you're in the room, hand me the TV remote on the on the arm of the couch just so I can fast forward it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so moving um, on. Um, no, David Garcia has been legit. He's got poise. He does. He does not look like a rookie. I'm, okay, calm down. He looks. He looks like he's about 15 years old. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he looks like 13, bro. But no, no, he, probably, probably he's very safe, mature. I would say looked like 10 years ago. That's what Safe looks like now. He looks like a baby. Even with the even with like the hair. Oh yeah, especially the hair. Oh man, <laughs> no, but but Davey Garcia, he's like five foot nothing, weighs maybe like sixty yeah. pounds, and he's throwing Such a cutie. like. Okay, go pinch his cheeks. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he he like just has this poise on the mound. He's got this yeah. calm confidence. Like he knows where the ball is going. Oh yeah. He knows what pitches he has to make. And yeah, Baltimore, I feel that he kind of got inside his head a little bit. Yeah. But, oh, Gary Sanchez just missed that one, too. Oh, All right. You are so behind. Okay. I'd go into yeah. the ninth. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Garcia has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he has, I don't know whether it's like the, uh, the curveball or the changeup or all of the above. People are saying, oh, he's, uh, he's mini Pedro. He kind of reminds me more of El Duque, just in terms of his stuff. 
Yeah. And how he and how he's just kind of fearless on the mound. I respect that. Yeah. That's... And I guess and especially since James Paxton, he's got elbow trouble, probably isn't going to be back this year. Yeah. Keep him. Yeah, just keep Garcia around. Can I go uh, on a quick, very very quick Paxton rant, real quick? Uh, yeah, because I, I I'm curious as to how close it's going to be to how I feel about it. So uh, like. I've I've kind of some of the sentiments like I've expressed in the past. Yeah. I when we first got when the Yankees first got James Paxton, I was happy because we needed pitching help, but I was yeah. really bummed that that was the only pitching move that they made um because like mainly because of Paxton's injury, you know, history. Um and cuz like he wasn't always super super dominant on the mound. Um I He's his time. He may have very well pitched his last game as a Yankee, and I am really disappointed about how all of this turned out. He didn't really exceed expectation. He wasn't that great overall. I'm I'm bummed. I think that if in hindsight, if we had done more when we acquired Paxton, if we had gotten maybe another arm or something, things could have turned out better. But this is just like this is really annoying and frustrating and I am I I'm now even more certain and confident that the Yankees need to focus more on Tanaka than Paxton I really yeah. really do not want yeah. to yeah I'm I'm willing yeah. to offer Paxton the qualifying offer if if only for him to decline it and then the Yankees get a draft pick back yeah yeah um at this rate I don't think they'll non-tender him, but he definitely hasn't performed as advertised. He he looked really yeah. good toward, uh, in the second half of last year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but like yeah. It's, overall, it's, yeah, yeah, but it's very clear that James Paxton the rest of his career, unless he somehow recaptures his uh, his old velocity. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a more J Hap type. Relying, oh yeah, relying more on uh, on spin rate and perceived velocity. And look, he, that means he's going to be he's still going to be a fly ball pitcher. Yeah, and, and guys, th- this is for everybody. This isn't just for for me and Lee. This is for everybody. No one here is saying that James Paxton's a bad pitcher. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like he's got a he's when he's healthy, he has a great fastball. He's got a decent cutter. That knuckle curve can be absolutely deadly. Yeah. Um, but he's always hurt. The Yankees yeah. have a plethora of young arms just waiting to make an impact. Because next next year, you got Cole Severino's coming back at some point. Davey mm-hmm. Garcia is definitely sticking around. Mm-hmm. Maybe Clark Schmidt's going to be ready. Um, I think he will be. Yeah. Yeah. But on, but then you got to worry about okay, how much do how much we're going to pay Tanaka? Because I'm not giving Tanaka twenty million a year again. That's fair. Yeah. Like I'm I'm willing to overpay Tanaka to keep him, not by that much. Yeah. I, I think I don't think I think Tanaka loves being a Yankee. I hope it's not just yeah. me being super optimistic. I think he loves being a Yankee, and yeah. I think that he'll be willing to negotiate, you know, in order to stay in pinstripes. Well, I'm that, very confident of that. Well, that also goes towards I mean, how much how much is coronavirus going to affect the offseason? I think that you're That's gonna true. see I think that you're gonna see a lot of players, and maybe we'll count Tanaka and Paxton among them who are going to take that qualifying offer just to have like play on a one-year contract in in a regular year right because let's be honest enough information has come out about coronavirus this uh since the season was postponed Mm -hmm. that they could probably go into next season and have teams travel cross country just under strict bubble protocol yeah 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 and that's assuming there isn't a vaccine 
Yeah, um, I agree so, with you. Yeah, yeah. and they've already committed to bubbling in the postseason. The American League is going to be going to bubble across Los Angeles and San mm -hmm. Diego. Mm -hmm. National League is going to be it's Dallas and Houston, right? Or Arlington and Houston? Because I know I know global. Arlington. Yeah, yeah, it's Arlington. Arlington, yeah, and yeah, that's, and that's where the World Series is going to be. Which, yep. Which for that ballpark, I think is a fantastic idea. Mm -hmm. It's a brand new ballpark. Drive right. publicity, get people interested, see what it looks I like. I think that's why they picked it. Yeah. yeah. So this way, even though the Rangers are terrible, you have fans right. hopefully ready to go next year and they say, oh yeah, cool. There's this new, there's this cool new ballpark we can travel to. Mm -hmm. That ballpark also plays in the show the exact opposite the way it's been played this season. Because you you remember the old Rangers park where the ball flew out of there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, playing the show lean recently, I had a four game series of the Yankees in um uh oh the trainers okay the trainers are out to, oh my goodness what's he looking at all right more on that in a second um yeah. but at, but anyway um in a four game series lean so i not only did i sweep the rangers i outscored them 50 to 20. and you played there at global yeah. At, oh. uh, yeah yeah <laughs> All right, oh Chapman and Gary God. having a moment. It looks like they were just checking on him for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I yeah I I really like the idea. As soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, cool. Have the World Series there. That's nice. Yeah. But um. And I and maybe it'll become the start of a trend. Maybe they'll start having playoffs at neutral sites. Oh, Chapman. Yeah, that, that, that would Chapman be. Chapman was a little gimpy trying to cover first. That's why. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Um. Okay, do you, uh, let's move on to the Mets. Yeah, real yeah. Quick. we talked about Gary Sanchez. We'll talk about the Mets. Yeah, exactly. A lot of time left. So, uh, yeah, since the trade deadline, sorry to interrupt you, Mets have looked like the Mets we expected to see since the season began. I am full throatly rooting for the Mets th uh, this weekend against the Blue Jays, just so everyone's oh, aware. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, Dude. they, oh God, what beat them. Also, I'll be honest, I'm going to be rooting for the Mets the rest of the way because I really want them to make the playoffs so that my household, it, it'll be a fun environment. We can all talk smack to each other, so. Yeah, but the, yeah. the Mets have won four of their last six. Yeah, they, yeah. they look really good. Look really good. The, God, they, the Phillies bullpen of that one game, I, uh, the, ten, the extra inning game, the 10 inning game. Man, uh, with Brand where Brandon Workman just blew it completely. Dude, the Phillies bullpen is so bad. It is so so bad. Yeah, oh my like, goodness. The Mets are playing well. That says that, and they're gonna have to. They have to figure out a way to to find pitchers besides Jacob Degrom who can carry them. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Speaking of Degrom, I I think uh, yeah, uh, Jacob Degrom. Uh, again, I predicted it before the season began, and I really I'm still confident it's going to happen. I think Jacob Degrom is going to win the Cy Young again this year. I did not pick Degrom for the NL Cy Young, right? You did not. Oh, I wish I had it in front of me. Uh, I can check our list and see. Oh, you. Oh, you remember who you picked? You picked oh. Walker Bueller. Who is Dude. having a bad year, and he's on the IL right now. Yeah, with a yeah, with a blister. Yeah, yeah, because for context, I, mean, I don't, I don't DeGrom, blame you. Degrom yeah. four and one with a one point six seven ERA. Bueller, by comparison, this season alone, uh, how's he doing? Yeah, seven starts. Three, uh, he is one and zero oh with a three point eight six ERA. He had a really bad start to the season. It was really, really bad. His ERA was almost a five, if I'm not mistaken, in his first yeah, few he, starts. Yeah. yeah, he um, he started. Jeez, yeah, he had a, he had a really bad year. 
Yeah, uh, uh, it was, yeah, his ERA didn't dip below four until September 2nd. Right, this, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, obviously, no one can blame you. I think a lot of people picked Bueller to win the Cy Young because he was so good last year, but it's yeah. just like didn't really live up to expectation this year. Not at all. Um, but yeah, so DeGrom is sensational. Um, and I think two hitters worth noting are Michael Conforto and Dominic Smith. Michael Conforto yeah. needs to be extended yesterday. The man is absolutely insane. He's well, how many years of arbitration out. does he have left? One, one, if I'm not mistaken. Well, um, I mean, he he's he's due for an extension. I mean, maybe now that oh, the yeah. Steve, maybe now that the Steve Cohen sale is pretty is all but final. That literally needs to be the first thing Steve Cohen does. Yeah, he's got, he's making insane. eight million this year. He's going to make maybe double that next year. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all going to come down to a matter of a is Brody Van Wagen and still going to be the GM, which I'm going to make a guess that he's not going to be. Agreed. Um, and it's going to be more about okay, does Steve Cohen want to win now, or does he want to blow up the team, do a full rebuild from the ground up? That's probably going to mean trading. Unless he I, I really, I would be shocked if they blow up the team because it's literally their only problem is starting pitching. And I think that problem is going to be resolved next year. Blowing up the team would make absolutely no sense. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I'm going to go with the. First. Unless there's like a top quality arm to be had on the, on the trade market. And right. that, that's going to depend on how everything looks yeah. uh, with COVID financing. Uh, yeah. Teams aren't going to be spending that much. Right. Uh, yeah, let, yeah, let's make that very clear. Mookie Betts extension is an outlier. Like mm-hmm. you're not you're not gonna see an off season like we did last year where Absolutely not, Cole yeah. gets three hundred something million. Uh Mike Nustakis gets close to a hundred million. Right. So right. so yeah, temper expectations. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you know, the the Mets are looking really good. DeGrom is is money, Conforto's money, Dom Smith, he's be, he's becoming I, one of my favorite players. Just I, like, oh absolutely I love Dom Smith. I actually uh wanna connect him with the next point I was gonna bring up. So Pete Alonzo. Uh, if you've been paying attention, he's been really good lately. And my brother even, yeah. And my brother even said it. He like turned to me watching a game. He was like, the Mets need to keep both Smith and Alonzo. And I think that is so true. Like they are leaders for the Mets, both on and off the field. And they're both really good at baseball. They're really, really good. And I really don't, unless it's for some blockbuster trade, the Mets need to keep both of them because they also add depth. Dom Smith is like leading the the National League in so many categories. It's, pro- He's you know, it's probably gonna, it's probably going to depend on if the National League goes with the full DH next year. They the are. They, yeah. they should. Yeah. They are. I'm tell- yeah, 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 yeah. But you're you're spot on, Pete Alonso, though. And honestly, though, um, and Keith Hernandez said it on the broadcast. I think uh, two days ago, he was like, right now. Alonzo needs to DH because his defense has actually been like awful this year. It was the defense that we expected to see from him last year and why the Mets said they were keeping him down for so long. He's been bad defensively and Smith has just been so much better. So the Mets are a better team when Smith is playing first and you can't get rid of Alonzo, you know? So I really do agree that they need to keep both of them. Yeah. All right. So look, so just to put the fielding numbers in context. Now, first off, you're spot on with Pete Alonso. Uh, he's hitting 270 this month after batting 217 mm-hmm. in August and 200 mm-hmm. in July. Yeah. And he's got five home runs with eight RBIs. So, yeah, he's definitely – Lots of power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as a fielder, Pete Alonso at first base this year, his DRS is the exact same at negative three. Mm. Uh, but his UZR has dropped from 1.8 to 0.4. Mm. Now, you compare that with Dom Smith, who – these fangrass is not cooperating with me. 
Dominic Smith, here we go. Oh, I'm sorry, Dominic Smith, not Dom Smith. Ooh, Mr. Fancy. First off, Dom Smith, Dom Smith and Pete Alonso are built like tanks mm-hmm. in different ways. They're both at or about 235, Smith listed at 239. But you got Pete Alonso, who's 6'3", Mr. Like Big Strapping Man, and then you got Tom Smith, uh, Tom Smith, Dom Smith, who's only who's only six feet tall, right? And playing with such a chip on his shoulder, especially after that amazing press conference he gave. Oh yeah. So yeah, his DRS at first base this year it's at zero, mm-hmm. and his uh, UZR it's at negative point two. So it it's kind of a wash defensively. Um, it's going to come down to a point where a if the if the National League has the DH next year, and yeah. b if if the Mets are that willing to take a bath on defense at first base. Um, it, and that all comes down to the GM, because if they hire someone like a Chaim Bloom, like a Mike Elias, who live and die by the analytics, yeah, then one of those guys is probably going to go. Or Yeah, which I, I don't really yeah. expect, and I don't think it should happen, to Neither be honest. Guy, but yeah, like, It's clear that Alonzo and Smith are becoming key locker room guys. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. On and off the field, they're crucial to this team. Yeah, um, and Andre Jimenez, he's, he's a beast. He is so good, I told you. He's a good and, old school shortstop. Yeah, and the, the Mets, I really think, are going to have a problem. I remember a few weeks ago, Luis Rojas was like, uh, he said that Rosario is the Mets' starting shortstop, even though Jimenez was playing so well. And then, like last week, he said, "Yeah, we're gonna—they're gonna share time at shortstop." Because I, I really—it's hard to not have Jimenez play every single day. He is amazing in the field, and he's been really good at the plate. So I, know, I think the Mets, in the long run, are gonna have a problem at shortstop. Um, I think Rosario is going to get dealt, though. I'll be yeah, honest. Rosario, yeah. he's he's done. Yeah. Done. Um, yeah. And and shout out to the Mets bullpen, especially Edwin Diaz. He heard all that smack talking and then just became excellent on the year per Joe DeMeo of uh, SNY. He has a 1.89 ERA, 18.47 Ks per nine and an under 200 batting average against, which is – Yeah. He, he's, he's doing really, really well. He's one, turned it around. Yeah, 1.54 ERA in, um, in August. He only – and he gave, up, he gave up an earned run in just two of his August outings. Right, there you go. So like he, yeah, so he's, he's not the closer, but he's, he's kind of found his spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say something that I saw on Twitter, just super quick note. Um, so Alice, Alex Sixero of Canada's Sportsnet tweeted yesterday that the New York Mets minor league pitching coach, Josh Towers, told Baseball Central that Simeon Woods Richardson, for those of you who don't know, Josh, I don't know if you remember this either, Simeon Woods Richardson, along with Anthony Kay, they were both two Mets prospects who were given to the Toronto Blue Jays in exchange for Marcus Stroman last year. Yeah. Um, he said that Simeon Woods Richardson has the best stuff he's ever seen. He called his fastball elite and says he has probably the best changeup he's ever seen and also raved about his curveball. I saw this was worth bringing up because I saw Mets Twitter was going wild over this. And this is just proof of how bad the Wilpons and like Van Wagenen are 
they just completely messed up the farm system. The Mets are the Mets. The New York Mets organization is a textbook example of. This is a question that my that my grandfather always used used to ask me, and my father did too, when it came to doing like completing a task of some sort, be it like yeah. something around the house or like going shopping. They'd ask the same question: You want to do it the fast way or the right way? Right, right. The, that's the Mets in a nutshell. That's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, no, they just. They don't know what they're doing. Um, they literally gave up Anthony Kay, who I know he had a really rough start actually against the Mets yesterday. Not rough start, like rough game against the Mets. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and this kid who's apparently going to be, I don't know, the next Clayton Kershaw or something uh, in exchange for 10 starts for Marcus Stroman, who is most likely not going to be a Met next year. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, yeah I, I can see the Yankees checking in on Stroman just because yeah. I, I don't know if you remember after Stroman got um, traded to the Mets. Apparently, yeah, that, apparently yeah. uh, his dad yeah. said, I, th- I think it was USA Today or like somebody else, but his dad apparently said that yeah. uh, Marcus was kind of bummed to go to the Mets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this game's going to uh, extra, extra innings. innings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know if Strowman's going to be a Yankee. I'm not sure if I want him to be a Yankee, but I totally agree. I think they will at least check up on him. Look, take a meeting with him. Grant, yeah, him, the cur- grant, grant him the same courtesy did Manny Machado. Talk to him, see what he's all about. And if he blows right. you away, try and make him an offer. Right, exactly. I'll prioritize making him an offer, but just, just let it happen. Of course, agree. Yeah, and uh, before we go, we, uh, it is NFL season at long last. Woo woo! Yeah, I w- all right. I wouldn't say I don't know if the Giants should be doing that, but all right. All right, okay. Like you really don't need to be doing all that. Like I was just cheering for NFL in general, hey, and hey, you need hey. to bring the Giants I, I make, into it. I am making the call right. Also, now. by the way, I hope you know that probably most of our listeners are Giants fans. So if Great. you want us I, to stop having listeners, then keep talking smack, Josh. You and your Baltimore Ravens. How am I talking smack if I'm being honest? Based on what I heard this week about this practice restart, I think the Joe Judge experiment is going to be a massive failure that once again proves how inept Dave Gettleman why, is. Why? What, whoa, what makes you say that? Joe okay. Judge is going to be the best coach in the league. Joe Judge off. is doing a Bill Belichick impression. He is having a practice oh that decides God, like, like 25, 30 minutes in, oh, the effort sucks. I'm going to curse everybody out, and then we're going to start it from the get-go. Like, I'm sorry. After Pat Shermer, the Giants need that. And, like, they all love him in the locker room, and they all rave about him and praise him. So, no, you are wrong. Let's see how that goes once the season starts and the team's actually losing and he's screaming about it. Well, them. but also, Josh, you have to remember, and, like, I'm sure everyone knows this, the Giants are not a good football team. They are not going to be good this year. So if they do lose, we can't be like, oh, this is Joe Judge's fault. You know what I mean? Like, that's I, not Yeah, that's but not I'm fair. saying, like, if he carries that attitude into a season that's expected to be a losing one, then, like, I, you're going to lose the locker room. I mean, I'm sure he knows that this is not a good football team, so I'm sure he's not going to be super harsh on them, but... I don't know. I I wouldn't mind him having some, like, you know, like, serious talks with them when they do lose, because Schurner clearly didn't do that. I I didn't think it was a good hire from the get-go. I I know you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't Uh, wait for you to be proven wrong. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But but, uh, football, we're going to have a fun time this year. The Giants, Daniel Jones, we'll see. This year is going to be really important for Daniel Jones just to see, okay, is he the guy? Benny. He's the yeah. guy. He's the guy. I don't Dude, know. I mean, like, like, think of it this way, Josh. 
I actually saw this on Twitter, and I, I, I can't believe I didn't make the realization last year. Daniel Jones, for the first time, will have Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard on the field at the same time. He impressed so much last year without those three guys at his disposal at the same time. So imagine this year. Like, I, I don't know. See, so you, so you're saying all of that, and all I hear is like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun until all those guys get injured again. Oh, that, it, yeah, yeah, it, I'm with you there. Saquon. Saquon, Saquon, I think, is going to have a really good year. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the GOAT, so yeah. The but no, no, no. I yeah. totally feel you, and even, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I like Evan Ingram, for example. I'm actually not that high on him. I think he's a really good tight end, but I think he's going to have an injury problem for his entire career. Yeah. So I'm with you there. I definitely think it's a problem. He, and Sterling Shepard is pretty injury prone as well. Yeah. So, I mean, not, yeah. not like Ingram. No, no, no one like Ingram. Yeah, for sure. The main guy to watch for the Giants this year is going to be Andrew Thomas, because that's who Dave Gettleman oh, said, this, yeah. is, this is who I'm picking to, to protect my quarterback. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and totally and the and the Jets are okay. We'll see. Okay, they're they're a dumpster fire. Let let's just call it like it is. We'll see. I mean, look, like I have look. They Sandor, got a good return for Jamal Adams, so they, no, they did. I'm I'm not taking that away from them. I just feel yeah. that this is such an important year, not just for Sam Darnold, but for Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. And the guy they drafted to be the number one receiver, he's hurt already. Yeah, yeah. Michael and I are. Dude, there are so many first round picks that are like just totally getting hurt. It's no, no, really uh, sad. Uh, Denzel Mims was a uh, second round pick. My bad. Sorry. But there's yeah. so many, like, I guess, uh, you know, the, the higher draft picks that have been getting hurt. It's really like yeah. the Giants, uh, Xavier McKinney. It's, it's sad. Is he out for the season? I'm not sure if it's official, but like he's gonna miss most of the season. I know that. that. that that's a big loss. I mean, that's you, a big, you know big, big, much, big loss. You yeah. know how much I shit on the Giants, but you also know how much I love Xavier McKinney. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, so Xavier McKinney. Yeah, he broke his foot. Um, mm-hmm. two to three months. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's such a freak athlete that like that was back on August 26th. Maybe right. like, maybe he'll have like John Cena super healing. Um, I mean, I don't want them to rush him back, though. I let him – anyway, we have no expectations this year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah let him sure. take his time. Yeah, yeah but it's going to be a fun football season. For uh, sure. Col- Colin Cowherd picked uh, the Ravens. He initially had us going undefeated, and I was like, okay, slow your roll, slow your roll. That's not uh, But now yet. he downgraded us to a mere 15-1. and one. Wow. Um, did you sign up? I mean, Col- what? Uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say Colin Coward's a joke, so, you know. Uh, okay, calm down, calm down. Anyway. We're going to do uh, a poll on that. Anyway, but it should be fun. I mean, I, I picked the Eagles for my suicide pick this week against uh, the Washington football team. So Yeah, they're, they're going to win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, and by the way, uh, with the few minutes we have left, I am going to die on the cell again. The new Washington football team's name, just be the Washington Washingtons. The mascot is George Washington in full football gear, dancing in the end zone, shooting stuff into the crowd. Just, I think that would be a really fun play on words. Come I don't on. like the George Washington mascot, but yeah, that, that's a, we, we agreed on that name a few weeks ago. And yeah, yeah that, the Washington Washingtons. Yeah. Just yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause like, and it doesn't even need to be George Washington. It could just be like a dollar bill or just like a character or just like a caricature of George a Washington. A dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> or, I'm like picturing a, do- a dollar bill in football, in football gear. Or the Washington, hey. or better idea, the Washington Franklins. 
Okay, Josh, you're gonna have to draw the mascot. I'm not, I'm not gonna of, draw. Of I'm a, gonna fucking draw to save my life. You know. No, that. but we need to see that you drawing a dollar bill mascot with in full football gear. You have to do just that. like just do like oh. Uh, you're probably too. You remember like those little things, uh, the, like the California raisins that are just the anthropomorphic raisins. Just, <laughs> oh, just that's go, what you want to do. Just do that and set out the raisin for a dollar bill. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Or like a powdered wig and a football helmet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I'm not all right. Here. Anyway, uh, that is all we got today on this amazing episode of Yank Smith Express. Today was fun. We had good energy today. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to wear my Knicks. I'm going to wear my Steve Novak Knicks jersey more often when we do the show. Please don't. Yeah, the first thing I saw when we opened the thing was your Knicks jersey, and I, I almost threw up. I'm going to be 100 honest. Like I legit, I wear this a just around the house, and B, yeah, because it's embarrassing to go out wearing that. Yeah, uh, I, I will grant this one's embarrassing, if only because I bought this jersey right after the Knicks extended Steve Novak, mm. and like, and which is weird because Psych. I hate I hate three point shooting, and then uh, <laughs> they had to trade him for goddamn Andrea Bargnani of all of all people. I love hearing Knicks fans complain. It's amazing. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, guys, uh, we're uh, we're finally on iTunes. Yeah. Clap. Oh yeah. Round of applause for on iTunes. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, and seriously, just go there, search for Yankees Mets Express. It's the first one up. We got a really cool logo. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Josh B-E-S-N-Y. At lean, L-E-E-N underscore Amin, A-M-I-N, also Twitter. There you go. All right, so Yankees are in extra innings. Hopefully we can pull off this win. Thanks for listening to Yankees Mets Express, folks. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, lean, say goodbye. Bye. Thank you.